This is Valley Views, our weekly conversation with influential and interesting folks from around the Wet Mountain Valley. Today's guest on Valley View is Dave Schneider from Round Mountain Water and Sanitation District. Dave, welcome back to the program. Hey, I appreciate the invite. Checking my notes, I see this is your fourth visit to the Valley Views uh, interview show. Uh, now, the last time we focused on the Water Tap Moratorium and your pilot program, a lot of that is still relevant uh, today. But remind us of your background and how you became part of Round Mountain. Rather unconventionally, I moved to the Valley to work at Horn Creek Conference Center as their maintenance director. At that time, we had an older gentleman that was running the water and sanitation up at that facility. He wanted to re-retire, and we needed another operator. So I hired another guy that was supposed to take that over, and he looked at the book that we needed to study for that, and his eyeballs crossed. (laughs) So I helped him study, and the more we studied, the more interested I got, the less interested he got. And when it took came down to the certification test. Uh, out of the three of us that took the certification test, I was the only one that passed. So I kind of got into the water <laughs> sort of by accident. Really enjoyed it. I was their operator for three years up there. And then there was an opening here at Round Mountain. I applied for that and now I've been working there for a little over 10 years. And where was home for you uh, way back when? I'm originally from Minnesota. The last 20 years before Colorado, I was living in Missoula, Montana. So I traded one set of mountains for another set of mountains. Yeah, they both sound nice. So what is the responsibility and the scope of Round Mountain Water and Sanitation District? Our state requirement is that we provide safe water to drink and effective wastewater treatment for the Round Mountain Water and Sanitation District, which we're a little unique that we have two sister towns Usually, in this case, the towns themselves own the water and sanitation, but because of the two towns, they split it off into a district, making the towns our customers rather than our bosses. To whom does Round Mountain report? We are quasi-governmental, so we are under the oversight of the Colorado Department of Public Health and Environment, and then also under EPA at the federal level. Your organization has been around since 1969, I think. What is the brief history? Yes, in 1969, the district was officially incorporated. Starting in 1973, there was a real push to to actually get the district form in an active manner. So by 1975, the two towns had deeded over their water systems and then in 1975, a wastewater collection system, along with the, the current wastewater treatment, was created, installed, and operational. And geographically, what is your turf? The district itself is rather large. Our actual operations is pretty much the platted areas of West Cliff and Silver Cliff. Mm-hmm. But our district does include a significant portion all the way out to Silver Cliff Ranches to the east and almost down to Rosita Road to the south. Does any of the county property outside of the towns fall within your jurisdiction? There is a little bit of county property. Most of it is within the West Cliff and Silver Cliff town boundaries. 
And Dave, what is your infrastructure and the size of your staff? We run with six full-time staff, three actually operations, you know, pounding feet on the ground. Mm -hmm. We have two gals in the office that run the business side, and then I try to keep a lid on everything (laughs) as a district manager. We run about 26 miles of water mains, 18 miles of wastewater. We have two storage tanks, two uh, municipal wells, and then one wastewater treatment system. Okay. And what is your annual budget? Right. We have a right around a million dollar budget per year. And where do those funds come from? About 8% of our budget comes from property taxes collected by mill levy. The rest of it is collected by fees for water and sanitation use. Mm-hmm. Now, obviously, things are at an important juncture. When last we spoke, you thought that the conventional solutions would come up short in terms of funding at all levels of government. You were heading out actually one time when we talked to Oklahoma to view a test area. And since that time, you're doing it yourself. Catch us up on all of that. Sure. So in the last year and a half, we've been doing extensive testing using the Hydro-Oklahoma site as a pilot, you could say, plant, and then doing a lot of on-site testing and testing up at Red Rocks Community College up at their lab, and slowly working, finding out exactly with the new technology of electrical regulation what it can do, what it can't do, what can it achieve, are really tight limits we need to get, If not, what do we need to add to that? So the exciting thing is, in January, our first testing protocol achieved all of our limits that are required by the state. We were very excited about that. We did a confirmation testing on that just to make sure that it wasn't a fluke. So we exactly copied what we did on the January testing. And the good news was it actually came out a little bit better. Mm -hmm. So we really believe that we've dialed in the treatment techniques necessary uh, to meet those limits. And is your current technique the same that was used in Hydro, Oklahoma at that test program? Yeah, it's almost exactly similar. The addition that we are putting in is microbiological solution in the lagoon or the front end of the treatment. We've made a custom, I would say, bug solution that really partners well with electrocoagulation. And between the marriage of those two technologies, we are able to achieve a pretty amazing effluent result. And I feel compelled to mention that I have relatives who are peanut farmers in Hydro, Oklahoma, which is a pretty small place, (laughs) as I recall. (laughs) The good thing for us, it's almost exactly the same population and the same type of loading. When last we spoke, we spoke of the moratorium You've got to get this process down, get approvals before you could offer new water taps. That's an important thing to a lot of folks around town. What's the status of that and the timing? Right. We were very encouraged with the result we're getting from our last testing protocols. Uh, We updated our demonstration report and sent that in at the end of March for CDPHE review and approval. We got mixed results back. That you, it always seems that's what you get when you send something in. So the encouraging part was that CDPHE is pretty comfortable, I guess you could say, with the electrocoagulation part of the treatment technique. Mm-hmm. 
the surprise for me was they had some concerns about our biological solution addition that we want to put in. The surprise was that biological supplementation has been part of the industry for at least 20 years. So we were pretty surprised to find out that they wanted long-term testing at full-size plants. So that has thrown a huge monkey wrench into our ability to release the moratorium as we are negotiating with them what they exactly mean by long-term testing and what they mean by full-size plants. So we're hoping in 30 days to have that narrowed down to find out exactly what CDPHE needs to feel comfortable to approve that part of the treatment process. So Dave, if I'm hearing you correctly, at this stage, you're not quite sure when the moratorium would, would be lifted, but in 30 days, you might have a better idea? I'm hoping to have a better idea, because right now, we're at the mercy of CDPHE. And what is your advice to someone considering purchasing land with an eye towards development? Any thoughts on broadly a time frame? I can't give a time frame because I don't know what CDPHE defines as long-term. Is that a year, a two-year? I'm assuming it would at least be a year mm-hmm. if, if they dig their heels in. Right now, we're having CDPHE talk with the microbiology company because this isn't the only place they do this. They have a number of places around the country. We're hoping that possibly they'll be able to offer them enough parameters, enough historical use to calm CDPHE's fears, but I have not heard any confirmation. So it's going to be at least a year. Okay. That's what I can guarantee you. And do you have any sense of how many projects are lined up when you pull the trigger? Right now, I know there's a a pretty good backlog of people that would pull the trigger. We at the district don't like this at all because it reduces our income too, as new customers, we need new customers on the line. But right now, I can't take care of the waste that I have. So we're in this unenviable catch-22. The towns have been very patient. I really appreciate that as we try to work through a, a not-fun reality of we just can't accept until the CDPHE gives us the green light on approval. Understand. Let me ask about a couple of your projects. Uh, You had your meter upgrade project. Uh, How is that playing out? So we're very close to the end of that project. That, as as challenging as wastewater has been, uh, the water project has gone really smoothly. We're really proud of the fact that was a $2.1 million project. We were able to fund that with no out-of-pocket expense. It is now at the end, and we've been able to do financial captures and studies of how much additional revenue has come in from our new meters and the accuracy of those. We put in a 50-kilowatt solar array out to run the new well. The exciting thing to share with our district is that combining the revenue capture of the new meters, which is about 7.5% revenue capture, and the solar array saving about a little over $3,000 a month is actually paying for the loan for that project. So it's a net zero impact financially 
to our customers in the district. It's it's literally paying for itself. We're pretty excited about that. Okay, that sounds good. How about your reservoir project? The reservoir project, we have just finished up the preliminary construction designs on that. It has been preliminary approved by the state. We are now finishing up funding of this project. We have teamed up with Upper Arkansas River Conservancy District out of Salida to co-own this reservoir project that is making it affordable for the district. It is giving them another reservoir to store water that they can provide augmentation for the valley. So it's a win-win. We hope possibly to break ground on that mid to late fall this year if things continue on. So Dave, the reservoir project, where will the new reservoir physically be located? It'll be located about a mile south of town. We have 20 acres down there where we have one of our municipal wells. It's located on the east or on the west side, on the bluff side of that property. It'll be about eight acres in size. Great. Thanks for those updates on those projects. Now, just to give folks a, a sense of what the demand is for new taps, I have a note that says there were 77 taps purchased in 2021. Does that sound right? Yes. So that, that gives a, a flavor of what might come down the pike when you open the gate, if you will. Yes. Right now there's demand. There's still a demand. People want are moving from the uh, front range and seeking more rural areas and west cliff has kind of been one of those places of interest and we've all seen that for sure dave time grows short uh, any final thoughts just a couple of things we did team up with uh, cdot as everybody knows they're redoing the surfacing the roads from silver cliff on up we were able to partner with them there were a couple of old, old galvanized lines way back from the 20s and 30s that crossed that highway that we uh, we got in there and replaced those while they were doing that road. So the good thing is we were able to be proactive and get those taken care of so we don't cut into that nice fresh asphalt <laughs> that always seems to happen. Really proud of my team. I think we have a, a great crew that really buy into the, the service that we give and we're grateful for the patience. I know it's frustrating when we can't give a, a hard and fast date of releasing the moratorium, but please know that we are doing our utmost to try to fast track that and, and make something that's affordable and effective for the community. Fair enough. If someone out in Radio Land wanted to get in touch with your organization or you personally, how might they best do that? You can contact the office. Uh, you can contact me personally. We have a great website that has all kinds of new information at rmwsd.com. That would probably be a good first place to check out. Dave, thanks for stopping by. Again, Gary, I appreciate the opportunity. We've been visiting with Dave Schneider of Round Mountain Water and Sanitation District. My name's Gary, and we'll see you next time on Valley Views. You've been listening to Valley Views on KLZR 91.7 FM. Valley Views airs Tuesdays and Thursdays at 7 a.m. and 6 p.m. and again on Saturdays at 10 a.m. and 6 p.m. 
Valley Views is produced by the volunteers of KLZR 91.7 FM. I'm walking on a rainbow with my feet on solid ground. I'm walking on a rainbow.